podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fucking hell. Well, I tell you what, Liverpool have won a game of fucking football. Oh my God, fucking brilliant. We'd said that this would be a welcome distraction and my God it was. Liverpool 2, Leipzig 0, we're 3-4-0 on a fucking aggregate. We've got clean sheets, we've got goals. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Nat Phillips is the best fucking Phillips since the screwdriver he's invented. I fucking <laughs> love that man. So, yes boys, Ben Priest, yes boys. Mick, um, try and sum it up mate, as best you can. <laughs> uh, I think seeing Fabinho in midfield for the first time since October... Who who would have thunk it, Daddy? We would have, we would play better with Fabinho in midfield, but um, yeah, Nat Phillips as well was just a fucking beast tonight. But we we scored some fucking goals, and that was the main thing, and that was what we wanted. Missed a fucking shitload of goal chances, but ended up scoring two. So it was the it was the perfect game for us tonight. It certainly was. Um, Kabak, uh, sorry, Matt. Um, just wondered, uh, you know, how you how you're feeling. You know, you said off air you. You forgot what this what this feels like. How are you feeling right now? I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to going, ah, oh, we're shit. And then having to distract myself for the night, but now I'm all good. <laughs> but yeah, said, we look a completely different team with Fabian midfield compared to what we've been seeing. Yeah. Nuts and, yeah. and big Nat Phillips, man. Oh. <laughs> Well, let's let's not take it away from Nat Phillips. Let's let him get a word in, right? So come on, Nat Phillips. He's joined us after the game. Yeah. Tim, Go fucking on. hell, mate. There's so much we need to cover in this game. But first of all, before we focus on anybody, you know, you spoke um, how your confidence was before the game. So just how are you feeling right now, Tim? And the fact that we've just uh, we've just gone through uh, in a knockout round of a Champions League tie. Amazing. Amazing! It's it's a good feeling to be back on top again, and and that is that is the best performance since Palace. That's the best game of football I've seen since we won seven 0 comfortably as well. We look we look like the Liverpool of old. We we have had spells during this crisis. You know the the three one at Tottenham, the three one against West Ham, where we where we although we did, we played well, it wasn't typical Liverpool football. We we scored goals and stuff, but it wasn't the the, the typical style that we we had kind of come accustomed to seeing. Um tonight looked different. It just looked different. It felt different from from the minute go. And I, I've I've got to take my hat off before we talk about anyone else. Alisson got us off to a cracking start by making one hell of a save. Because if that if that goes in that changes this game. And my word, what a save that was. Um yeah, I mean, just just monster performances all over the field. Um, Nat Phillips, obviously a standout. I'm sure he's got a massive freaking headache after that game. I think he cleared about 15 headers, something stupid <laughs> along those lines. But my God, it's it was nice. I think Fabinho in the midfield is 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 key to us for the rest of the season. He's, he was again, he stepped in and it looked like he hadn't missed a beat. So yeah. Absolutely, mate. Uh, guys, the comments tonight are absolutely fantastic. I love the fact that we've got quite a bit of interaction again uh, on our shows, win, winning or losing, but these comments are great. Um, Yuki, I just want to say hello to Yuki from Southern California. She is part of the official Liverpool Supporters Club in Orange County. So, again, welcome to you, mate, and we appreciate you you joining us as well. Obviously, you have uh, you have this game that you just enjoyed 
and then me and you've got a big game later on tonight, haven't we, to watch as well? So that's going to be that's going to be wicked. That yeah, I'll I'll, talk, I'll tell you that boys after uh, NHL. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So uh, Paul Dennison is saying yes, Ben, because he agrees what's going on. Ben Priest is back. And he said, do that in the next league game. Top four is on absolutely. Before we get into the rest of the comments, though, Mick, um, just. Obviously, the way the game started, the intensity was there straight away, wasn't it? Because, you know, we think about it with Fabinho being back in midfield. That was the thing that we spoke about was that's what we wanted. It did happen. Obviously, we spoke about it on the on the, the build-up show uh, and on the team news. It was confirmed. So, the three of us were like fucking giddy kids. Um, your thoughts on how we started that game? Because the chances were created. Well, they were, they were just coming thick and fast, weren't they? And you saw how well we were doing with that stability in midfield. Yeah, it's just, I think it's having him in there is great, but I think it's just, it's a mental thing as well, because you know he's in there. Everyone just seems to be a bit more at ease. I mean, there was a load of straight passes. Andy Robbo must have gave away about 12 or something in the first half. There was loads of times, but we just looked a lot more fluid. Like, there was the chance for Hotha where he had the header, good save by Galashi. There was the um, the, <laughs> the the scissor kick by Thiago, that ball over the top for Matt for, Salah, which was just, I wish he would have scored that. I wish he would have scored it. But it was just little stuff like that where he just, he just, he has a presence in there, and it's, it's, it's nice to see our very own uh, Phillips and Kabach doing it on the podcast, and it's also <laughs> nice to see them doing it in in the um, on the pitch because if that's the long term partnership for well, long term, short term, the rest of the season, and we've got Fabinho in front of them, then it, it it's proved tonight. Then it can be very good, and obviously Leipzig are a boss team. So we just need to try and replicate this performance, albeit score some of the early chances that we had because I was getting very worried after we missed, well, half-time's nil-nil, isn't it? And I was worried that we weren't going to put the, um, the chances away, but we, we finally did. So, yeah, it was it was, it was was a nice night all round and boss to see Fab back in there after, what, five months? So long, may I continue? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? You tweeted, didn't you, Mick, about the fact that he, he started um, in midfield and look what's happened. So, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Um, Gamer Born has joined us, mate. How's it going, pal? Uh, he's moving unit on Twitter. For those of you that don't know, you'll remember him. He's got some amazing stuff going on. Me and Mick are obsessed with his work and stuff like that. So, past videos, reviews, all this stuff. And he's going to start a petition to get the This Is Anfield sign to say This Is Budapest. I just think that's fucking brilliant. In fact, he could probably make that and design it. So, why don't you just fucking design it and put it as a print? Because it'll be yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, oh. Absolutely. <laughs> it would, uh, and we'll only take ten percent of the uh, of the, the outcomes there, mate. Absolutely, um, Matt. It, did you get a little bit worried when we couldn't really put the chances away because it felt like, oh my god, here we go again. We've got a bit of stability midfield. We've got the two centre backs, but yet our strikers couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. I don't know about you, mate, but I was getting worried. Yeah, Matt, um, just because of. Uh... It's the delay, mate. It's the delay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you are you are you are in the changing room, aren't you? In, in, in yeah. Budapest, exactly. back. I do apologise, mate. Exactly. Now we're talking with the Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was a bit concerned at nil-nil at, at half-time, just because the amount of chances that had gone astray. You just start thinking, e, are, we, are we missing our chance to kill the game here?" Because uh, yeah. Leipzig, you'd think that they're going to come out of the blocks in the second half and. Yeah, put a bit more pressure, they hit the crossbar and all that. But um, no, given the way that we've been performing the last few days, you just start thinking you need to take these chances and we're not taking them, especially Yotas before the before half time, seconds before he's at the goal gaping and he hits the side netting, and you're just thinking, all right, shit. Yeah. yeah. You know which way this is going to go in the second half. And they came out in the second half and they just they kept doing what they were doing. And fortunately, it fell. 
it only took six chances for us to hit the back of the net, but thankfully we hit the back of the net. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it, Tim? You know, the, this team hasn't really been properly mad for not creating chances because we have been creating chances, but it felt tonight that because of the way the midfield was and the stability we had, it felt like those chances were a little bit like the old Liverpool. They're a bit easier to come by, weren't they? It was just obviously the finishing just wasn't there, but it was so encouraging because we've said for a long time, haven't we, Tim, that we felt like, oh my God, where's the goal going to come from? But even though we were taking the chances and the performance was great, I felt confident. I felt like, I don't feel like Leipzig are going to knock us out here. Yeah, I. Funny enough, I mean, just just to comment on the previous question, yeah, it was. I, I wasn't nervous at halftime when it was no no, considering the the control we had over the game, and even Leipzig had the last ten minutes where they kind of had a little bit more of the ball, um, and they didn't really threaten. Like, and I thought, oh, this is this feels a bit different because over the past few weeks, we've we've always said that. Teams, you know, when they come outside the area and all that kind of stuff, you get a bit nervy. You get kind of like your butt tightens up a bit because just like, oh, this is yeah. threatening. And you did, you did, you never really felt it from Leipzig outside that that initial chance. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, in terms of the chance creation, I, what I will say is that the quality of chance was much higher this evening. So it, it wasn't a, a thing where you think, oh, Mo should have scored that. It's, you have to score those chances. And it wasn't one or two, it was six or seven where you think, on their night, they put that away. You know, hot, hot, the hot the head, header that goes left or right, the keeper, that's a goal. You know, you've you've the scissor kick from Thiago, you fancy Mo nine, eight, nine times out of 10 to put that away. And he hits it straight at the keeper, falls to Mane, who headbutts it, the headbutts it, headers it straight into the floor and it almost hit him in the face. He hit it so, so directly <laughs> downwards. You know, on, on the on their day, those guys don't, don't miss chances like that. So, yeah, I, that, that's one thing I would say is the control in the midfield allowed us to get a better quality of chance. So it wasn't yeah. a half chance. It wasn't once every 45 minutes where you think, oh, that could have been that one chance where we could go ahead. It was, mm. you know, every 15, 20 minutes we tested Gulashi uh, or, um, you know, we, we really kind of looked like a threatening team, which was more like the Liverpool that we've come to expect. You know, that those four five minute spells of, of pressure and a couple of two, three good chances. So it, it it felt different tonight from from kickoff. Yeah, it really did, mate. And you just mentioned the midfield there. So I think you know, ten minutes in, I think uh, Kabak and Phillips. It's it's about time we started talking about mixed tiagasm. Um, so we'll just change it there <laughs> to mixed tiagasm. So Mick, let's bring it over to you, mate, because we do need to talk about Tiago. We do need to talk about his performance tonight because I think it was a really different compared to what he has been playing because he's had to play a different role the last couple of months and it has been a detriment to the to the ability that that lad has um, in terms of the way he performs because he knows he's got Fabinho behind him. So Mick, please take it away and please talk about Thiago. Well, Tom, I'll just put a comment here. First time for me, Thiago play well f- tonight for the first time the Liverpool shirt shows what he's about. What a pass, by the way. Great thinking to get the pass early. And yeah, it was just, it was things like that where having him in, in your team and having Fabinho just behind him where he doesn't have to do, like like we've seen him do all rash tackles and knocking people over and getting yellow cards around the box and all kinds of shit. And you're like, that's not his game, but he's he's willing to do it. And it's that willingness, that endearism to to... to us as fans, we want to see that worth a work ethic in that midfield, and you need to do that, otherwise you don't start in a club team. And he's got that in bucket loads. It's just that uh, we need him going towards uh, the opposition goal. And there's no one, there's no one better than Will Football that passes a footy better than him. 
the way to pass direction every and, and, and tonight it was one of his better performances and, and it was because we had the centre backs in centre half and we have Fabinho in there that allowed him to function in the way that he's he, he does best. And, and that's why yeah. that's why we profited and that's why we played we played so well tonight. Do you think Thiago had been watching um, a lot of the Karate Kid films or Cobra Kai recently, mate, with the amount of um, sort of crane style kicks he was doing? Because there was two within like the space of a minute, wasn't there? Was that obviously that pass to Salah, which obviously we couldn't put in the back of the net? With like a minute and a half later, he's doing overhead kick in the box, and you're thinking, fucking hell. And then he did another one in the second half for a clearance, and it was just, he just seemed like a, a man possessor where it was like, yeah, that is, that's the player we've bought, didn't it? Yeah, and I think it was probably because Bobby was out. He probably thought, "Fuck it, we need we need some Bobby Flair in there. I'll just throw some in." I mean, that over that overhead goes in. Fucking hell! I fucking yeah, hell. I know. Coming off, and I'm just fucking running around. I know. We'd have to get a new thumbnail instead of this one. <laughs> this one, this one would be, be out of date. Um, but yeah, nice one for Thiago Cam. There, I'm going to change that to a number six because I'm quite happy the fact that we're uh, we're through on the Champions League as well. Stephen Williamson, nice one, mate, coming in from YouTube. Controlled the game very well, I thought. Uh, they weren't great, but still glad to see us looking positive. Some shocking chances missed, though. Definitely need to start firing. Jota looks like he should start. That's a good point, that Matt, isn't it? Because although Jota had, um, you know, he had his chances and he didn't, he didn't put them away. He was still making those really good runs. The pace that is, it gives us that different option, doesn't it, to what Bobby Firmino gives us up there? Because you don't see Bobby doing those types of runs. Um, so it's a nice option to have, isn't it? Is it time that Jota starts starts in the league now, or do you think? Let's just go back to the the Premier League where we have uh, Bobby uh, back in the game. No, how he's playing now would keep him in the in the side, and it seems at least based on today's performance, it's clearly we're reaping the rewards for it. Bobby comes comes short, gets the ball deep, and then it's up to Mo and and to and to Sadio to make the runs, which is how we've seen is quite defendable apparently. But when you've got three lads that are very direct making runs, then you, you're literally causing havoc to a back four. You don't know what Yota's going to do. Uh, with Bobby, yeah. you know what he's going to do. He's kind of defendable um, unless he's between the lines. And when people come to Anfield, they sit back. There's no, you can't be between the lines. There's one line of defenders and that's it. So how he's playing now, I'd definitely keep him in. Um, especially yeah. the fact that Bobby's coming back from an injury and Bobby takes a bit of time to get going. So I wouldn't throw him in, uh, especially. But they're all playing, at least today, they all played a lot better than they have been. Even even Sadio looked dangerous. He got the goal. And I'm glad he got a goal as well because he's he's been on the end of some criticism. Uh, yeah. He has a dangerous. He's looked a bit clumsy, but today he was all right. And yeah, next game I'd keep the front three how they are. Yeah, no, it's a good point, isn't it, Tim? Um, but, you know, while we're uh, going through the motions of, of the side at the minute, um, let's just talk about, you know, Phillips and Kabak as a partnership. Um, I thought, they worked really, really well together tonight. I don't think either of them put a foot wrong uh, in terms of mistakes or anything like that. I don't think they were caught out too often. They might have been the odd time, but Alisson was, was quick off his line. And that's another reason why Alisson's one of the best goalkeepers in the world because he sees that danger, especially when he's got the, the sort of inexperience in front of him. But I want to just uh, let's just put Tom Baker's uh, quote up there. Uh, Phillips remind me of an old type of defender wrap me up and, and I'll stick my body in the way it seemed like Nat Phillips got his head on every fucking ball and his body was in the way of every deflection he, he was just he was everywhere tonight and obviously he's he's, he's he's everybody's man of the match I think isn't he what a performance that was from Nat Phillips yeah absolutely I mean you, you summed that for me there he was he was absolutely world class out of this world playing his 
playing out of his skin. You know, I mean, old school defender. I mean, you, you just got the feeling he was going to at some point do a sliding tackle with his head. You know, like he was, he's, he's a nut job with class and that's, that is old school defending for you. Um, he's, he's great on the ball. He looks comfortable. He's, you know, he's he, at this point, and I, I, we, we've just had a, a little chat off the air there, but I, I'd said that, you know, if, if this guy isn't at the club anymore, if he isn't part of the, you know, the, the, the um, solving the problem at centre back and he isn't at this club past next year or next year, because obviously he's out of contract in summer, um, then there's actually issues because I don't think that we need to replace. I think that he's a great third or fourth option and he's absolutely played his way into, into a new contract and his, yeah. his performance tonight has summed up how good he's been since he's had to, to come back and step in. You know, he's been better and better every, every time he's played. He's, he's the perfect clock player with that little bit of extra. He reminds me a bit of, of Lovren in his prime and, you know, he's, he's big, he's physical. He wants to put his head on everything and, you know, all, all, all the best. You know, he's the, the, exactly the kind of guy that when you get an injury to the likes of Joe Gomez or Van Dyke, you want a guy like that to step in because, you know, no, he, whether he's got the quality of Van Dyke or not, he's going to give 158% out of 100, you know. So for me, absolutely outstanding tonight. And, you know, he's superb. Yeah, no, he is, mate. And Mick, just sticking with Phillips for a minute. Tim made a good point there about um, him coming in as being that that fourth option type player. Do you know what I mean? And the one thing that I want to just touch on here is this season has been obviously shit for many, many reasons. But one of the positives we can take from it is the fact that we've Phillips has been forced into a situation that he, he wasn't ready for at the beginning, but he's just like he's taken to it when he when he's had to play. He's been fantastic, and it sort of gives us that thing of like, oh, so maybe when it comes to the summer, we're still going to have to recruit maybe one or two more centre halves, depending on whether the hologram that is Ben Phillips, whether he plays and we don't get to see him. But Brian Connolly's just basically said what I want to talk about now, Mick, because I'll, you know, still focus on the Kabak performance for us, mate. Are we going to keep Kabak when the loan deal is up uh, at the end of the season? I say, he says yes. I say yes, because if he carries on not putting much of a foot wrong, I don't, I, I don't see it being an issue where him and Phillips are those two to, rotate with maybe Gomez and maybe we do have another major centre-half come in who is the big money signing to be Van Dyke's partner. What 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 word do you see it all sitting at the minute with Phillips? Um, with Phillips. Well, I think Phillips has, has, has played his way into getting a new contract and I think we've we touched on this last time. Like it's up to him if he if he, he sees this as a as a way to spring himself to a platform where he can. He knows Van. He obviously knows Van Dyke and Gomez are going to come back, and he, he knows they're going to go straight back in. Whether he wants to stick around and and yeah, and and be it in rotation because um, like Gomez isn't exactly um, immune to injuries, so we will get games. Uh, it depends what we do with Matip, and I think and then, like you said with with Kabak, I think we will sign him because what is he? Is he twenty? Yeah. And we've got him on loan for eighteen million to sign him in the summer that in in today's market anyway, that is really, really cheap. And I think he's he's proven in the in the games that he's playing. He, he's he's getting better and better each game. Uh I think it's because Phillips is impressing us more because we we didn't expect it. I think from Kabach we kind of expected the level. Uh and he's may, maybe just starting to get up to the level that we, we think he think he can get to. Uh 
but like I said, for 18 million, it's, it's a snip, and it'd be, be silly not to take that up to have him in and around the squad. And like I said, when Van Dyke comes back, on these play, like imagine Phillips alongside Van Dyke, fucking hell, that's like, a, that's like a fucking brick wall. You're never getting through that, and he just elevates players. And like even like, and if you play Van Dyke next to Kabak, it'd be the same. Like Kabak's uh, performance will be will be elevated. So yeah, it will be. It's just interesting to see what we do with with a, a certain Joel Matip. That'll be the that'll be the key. I mean, it, it could be. I don't know. It's all about opinions, but it depends what what we do. I mean, yeah. What what um Game of Bones just said there, uh, Matip should be fourth choice. Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't know if Matip maybe wants to leave because he he wants to um maybe go and try somewhere else. But hasn't he just signed a new contract as well, Joe Matip? I'm not too sure. Yeah, yeah. not long not long ago, um, not long. So he he would he would command a fee to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. It's it depends, but um, yeah. When you think about it, for Matic, we got him for free, and the money, you know, yeah. what we've got out of Matic for free is is fantastic. You know, no one can can argue that. You know, there's there's other players that in the squad that have been injured for big money, and we've not seen the return on it, sadly. And it's happened in the past, and it'll probably happen again in the future. Um, but boys, let's just obviously let's keep to the the Champions League. Obviously, we've just got through uh, to the next round. Um, we've just seen that. Barcelona have gone out as well. I think with uh, Messi and Ronaldo, and now not in this stage of the of the Champions League for the first time since two thousand and five, I believe it is. Someone you can double check that for me. One of you three can do it, or someone in the comments. But that's it again. It's it's one of them seasons where loads of fucking shits happening. Um, but when we look at the teams that are going to be left in the Champions League now, uh, Matt, let's come to you first. The the first thing I need you to tell me is who you want in the next round. Uh, and then the the second thing to tell me is who worries you the most to stop Liverpool from winning it. Okay, uh, who I want? I said it in December. I said again, I want Madrid. <laughs> um, <laughs> Porto have just gone and killed Juve. Um, and then again, I want a big tie, and, and I think when we perform like that, we can knock out the big boys. So I just want to. I want to take the Madrid scalp. I want that. I want to go to the Bernabeu and, and shit them up. Um, and uh, who who I don't want? Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's your Bayerns, clearly the City, there's PSG. But at the same time, I don't want Dortmund um, just for the Haaland factor. I know yeah. that, that Phillips and Kabak have done very well, but Haaland's a completely different ball game. The guy's a bit of a machine. He's a bit of a monster. Um, and I don't I'm worried about our back four that's doing so well today getting steamrolled against him because he steamrolls yeah. everyone he comes up against. Uh, so, yeah, as long as we avoid them, I think I'll, I'll be quite happy. Okay, okay. Um, Tim, same question to you, mate. Who do you want and who who, who worries you the most? Um, if I had to pick anyone, I'd, I'd go with Porto just because every time we meet them in the Champions League, we seem to handle them so like yeah. why not why not again um i would i mean the worst i think the worst the worst case scenario for me would be a Bayern munich a, t- a team that's just machine like in the same way liverpool are when the- when they're at the top of their game you know a team that can pull you apart in in several different ways um yeah dortmund are always dangerous Erling Haaland's now scored 20 goals in 14 champions league games which is just unreal um, yeah, he would cause us some issues. I think he's he's got the the right combination of things to give us our, our centre back partnership a bit pro- some problems. Um, yeah, it, 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 there aren't many teams that uh, are bad 
left in this left in this competition at this stage anyway. But if I had to take my pick, pick up with Porto, my biggest team to avoid would be Bayern Munich. I just don't, like I said, too many ways they could pick us apart. They're strong from goalkeeper to to Lewandowski, from Neuer to Lewandowski. They're strong position position for position. They can match up to us in terms of quality. Um, so yeah, I, that's that for me is the one no no. Yeah. Okay, Mick. Same question for you, mate. Uh, yeah, I agree with Tim. To be honest, uh, Porto uh, would be would be nice, but yeah, and avoid. But then, if we if we do get a, a bigger team, it's probably better to better to play them now than it is to play them in a one off game in the final. So it's kind of just like fuck it, just bring anyone on and <laughs> see see what happens. I'd love to see Nat Phillips up against someone and just absolutely clean them out like an like an or something. <laughs> Yeah. So get your running boots on, Tim. Fucking hell. Uh... <laughs> well, we've seen it loads of times, haven't we? Where we've we've come up against teams in the Champions League where they've been relatively easy on paper, and then they haven't been. Or and then we've like a Bayer Leverkusen, for example, um, when we got knocked out in two thousand and one, two thousand and two. Then we we drew Real Madrid. Um, you know, twelve years ago today, we we put four past them. Um, really good interview with uh, Jay Spearing on the channel about that as well. So uh, just uh, check that out as well. Yeah, that was 12 years ago today. Jay Spearing talks about Gooty being in his back pocket. Direct quote from the interview. Go check it out after you watch this. Plug it, Jay. <laughs> fucking plug that shit, bro. That's a fucking plug, mate. That's a plug, in it. Hey, get that fucking plug out. Just wave that every time I do it. Um, yeah, so there was, you know, we, we thought we might get knocked out there, but it hasn't happened. Um, for me personally, I still think Atalanta have a chance of uh, getting Real Madrid out of this competition. Uh, it's only 1-0, I believe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So I still think that they've got a chance of knocking Real Madrid out. If that happens, I, I would like to see Atalanta again, uh, just because we gave them a mauling. So uh, that that would be my preference. You know what, mate? They're out for blood against us. <laughs> hey, in a month's time, we'll have fucking everybody back. Fuck it, Endo will be back. Van Dyke will be back. Shut up, Jay. Okay, sorry. Um, you know what I mean? It, you, you never know what can happen in a month, mate. You know, you, you never know you can come back to us. Um, so yeah, I, you, you would be right, mate. They're fine for blood, but I think when you get to the stage of Champions League, everybody believes that they've got a chance of winning it. Part of me thinks that we're going to get Man City, and the reason why I believe that is just because of how they're playing in the league and stuff like that and how we are doing now, it would just be fucking fate that another massive hurdle presents ourselves when we've just had this huge win over Leipzig and we're all fucking really happy and we're thinking about Istanbul and changing that number to a number seven. It's it's all there and then we'll pull City out the app and we'll just be like we've been for the last couple of weeks. We'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, especially the way City are playing because they are fucking dangerous and... If anybody watched BT Sport for like the 30 seconds after the final whistle when, you know, Crouchy and Owen are being all very positive about us and Real Ferdinand just goes, yeah, you're not going to win it with that defence. You're not going to win it. Yeah, but and my clubs go, no, well, you know, we never know. What no, you're just not going to win it. If Gomez and Van Ayer, you're not going to win. And it's like, all right, pal, kick, kick us while we're down. But Matt, it's it's City gonna, probably going to get an easy draw, aren't they, on the flip side to it, because that's what always happens. <laughs> you watch that City will get Porto and we'll get Bayern. <laughs> but again, I've got, it's I've got money on that happening, you know. Genuinely, I just, I just got, I just, I've got a bad feeling that we're gonna get Bayern. But and I know we had Van Dijk and Gomez, but when we got Bayern last time, we kept a null, pretty much null at Anfield, which hopefully yeah. we go back to <laughs> Hungary. Um, and then, 
um, and then we beat them at the, at the Allianz. So, you know, going forward, we can cause anyone a threat. It's just keeping them out. It is, mate. It is. And this is a good comment from Ben where he says, you want to play Porto and get more injuries from Pepe and the shit out of our play. It's absolutely spot. I fucking hate Pepe. I really do. I yeah, hate him. I honestly... I, do, I hate's a strong word in, in, in any sense of the form, but I just can't stand him the way he's played football his entire career. Cause Ben's absolutely right. It's fucking dark art. Um, but, uh, Tim, I think um, whoever we're going to face now is going to be exciting, isn't it? Because there's some mammoth ties that we can get. Bayern Munich, I'm, I would say I'm not overly worried about, if I'm honest, because of the way we played against them in the past and what and for what Matt's just said. Maybe that's me, me speaking a bit of arrogance, but... When you look at the Liverpool team now, it's just that centre-back pairing where you would technically say we have that weak link, don't we? Forget about the strikers not fucking scoring goals and stuff like that. It's just that, isn't it? On on, on paper, when you look at it. But if this partnership can carry on de- developing itself and get confident, you never know what could happen in the competition, Tim. Well, that's, that's I mean, that's why, that's the point I was going to bring up, is that, you know, there's there's a couple of, there's a few games before our next Champions League game. So if that partnership is played and, and can develop and show his promise, I don't see a reason why we wouldn't give a team like Bayern Munich problems. I just, if I had to pick a team, it wouldn't be them to come up against because they're probably the most likely thing to, put, to pull us apart. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, on paper. That's the thing that on paper, you know, and a, a lot of football, although things look great on paper, often don't translate to a pitch. So you know, it's, it's it's all well and good saying that you know that centre back partnership is is you know isn't as experienced and they've they've not played alongside each other for long. But you never know; these guys might take take on like a house on fire and and develop a partnership that you know that we can rely on moving forward in the next yeah. few weeks. You know, it's it's it, it's not out of reach. It's weirder things have happened in football. So you know, they're two talented players. They've shown that they're they're up for the challenge and they're not they're not shy from. A, they won't shy away from a big moment, so you know I'd, I'd still I'd still give us a good chance to beat anyone in this competition, regardless of who our centre back partnership is. And listen, yeah. if we go deep enough into this competition, I wouldn't rule out a, a, a comeback from from the big man. <gasps> I, know we're, we're, I know, I know, I know. We're avoiding it. I know we're avoiding it. But it has been six months already, and I, I know that a lot of people will be up in the air about the whole ACL discussion and, and people will still have fears about it. But with, you know, there are so many injuries like that at the moment in sports and so many big athletes that do their ACLs and come back just as good. You know, and I, I watch a lot of the NBA and the ACL is unfortunately a very common injury because of the change of direction. Um, but, you know, these guys come back and it's like nothing's happened. And I believe that Virgil van Dijk is, is as good an athlete as any. And I think that he will come back as good or if not better dare I say yeah. it, than he was before. So <laughs> for me, if, if if we get deep enough into this competition, you know, I think, what, what, does anyone know the date of the final? Uh, I've unlocked. 29th of May. 29th of May. That would put him about eight months. So, you know, that is the end of an ACL recovery. So, Gotta yeah. Get I, first, I, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is that if, if we play like that and we, you know, we get a, a draw goes our way and or we get Bayern Munich as they're, they're going into a slump or we can we can outperform a team like that. I, I don't doubt the fact that we have we have the ability still in that squad, especially with the players coming back that are coming back now um, to, to really make a run and, and like you said, change that number to a seven. Didn't, didn't yes, no, you, you, go on, Matt, sorry, go on. 
Oh my God. Was that uh, Van Dijk could come back and score the winner in the Champions League final. Yeah, someone said that a while ago, didn't they? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fucking amazing. Mick, Mick, obviously into. Sorry. Sorry, Matthew. No, go on, Matt, with your delay. Go on. What if Bayern capitulate and get Lazio and we have Lazio smash up? Anyone wanting Lazio? Anyone <laughs> yeah, that, so why not? Strange, stranger things have happened in this competition, mate. Fucking hell, you never know. Um, but Mick, I want to just like you look at PSG. You look at you look at Bayern Munich. I know I've said before the fact that I'm not worried about Bayern. Of course, I'm, I'm worried about anybody we play in Champions League, given the way we've been over the last few, the last few months. But Mick, I mean, your thoughts on? the Champions League competition as a whole now because obviously we've got you know league game before the international break the international break will be a welcome distraction for everybody uh, we don't have to be on here and, and be miserable um, this is this is great I'm loving this positivity um, but your thoughts mate on the Champions League now because uh, you know one eye on that draw next week yeah I think the draw is on the 19th and I'm, I think the I'm just looking now uh, quarter final first leg uh, 6th and 7th of April so it's what, just over, or just under a month, sorry. So we've got, there's a big gap there where, like Tim said, we can if we can get this Phillips and, not Phillips should play with that and bandage every week. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah. no, if he wants to do that and turn to karate kid every fucking game, then fucking do it. But it, it, gives, it gives them more time to kind of strike up this partnership and, the more it's fucking simple. The more they play together, the easier it's going to be. And I'm keeping Fabinho in that midfield role. The better they'll better they'll become, and the more the more confident they'll be to to perform the the roles. But it's just about keeping people fit. That that that's what always worries me now because of this season. We get one player back, and then two get injured. We get one back, two more get injured. Or oh, fucking two yeah. get injured, one comes back. Just shit like that happens all the time. And it's just about. Keeping these players that we've got now, like coming off the bench, there we had what Ox, Simicas, uh, Nabi, uh, Arigi. So we had Terry Butcher vibes. Uh, <laughs> the, the quality coming off the bench is, is is good. We just need to fucking um, keep them fit. That's the problem. It is, mate. It is. It's keeping fit is the problem. I reckon you're absolutely just, spot on there. I reckon we just put, just stop what we're doing, and Tim can go and get himself a headband and, and, let, and let's see what happens. <laughs> Well, um, I might order one, mate, for the next podcast. Well, I, I, reckon, I reckon before the end of the season, right, you both should get your Liverpool shirts and have Phillips and Kabak printed on both your fucking shirts and wear them on this podcast. That's what I think you should do before the end of the fucking season, the period. I'm up for it, mate. If them two centre-halves are the centre-half pair and the rest of the th- fucking thing and we end up winning the fucking bastard, then I'll fucking I'll, I'll fly over to Gibraltar with one for you, Matt, if I can fucking go there. <laughs> 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 uh, listen boys um you know it's it, it's it's i'm overwhelmed at the minute with what's just happened because the the wave of confidence that's just oozed out of that and the boys will be absolutely buzzing about that and the flight home will be brilliant and endo and verge and joe will be i'm sending that like a fucking no one bloody hell sorry boys i hate it when people do that uh the, but the lads of it will be giving them encouragement at the end of the day because let's face it these injuries are being kept quiet aren't they you know there isn't hasn't been anything the club to say okay he's now out for however long and all that sort of stuff there's always been caged so you never know when these players are going to come back it could be a really really good end to the season um but we've just got to stay positive keep going doing what we're doing and i can't you know i just can't wait for the draw next week now because do they, they draw the semis as well don't they yeah yeah so again we've got 
two sides to sort of look look to, haven't you, really? And you can plan your game plan a little bit, um, and then form just goes out the fucking window when it comes to Champions League. But I, I'm like what you said, Mick, before about like if you're going to get the big team, let's get them over two legs rather than the final, mate. And yeah. I, I can't really disagree with you there. Yeah, no. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, look, it, 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 it's it's knockout football. It's what we were famous for at the start. We were, we were on the clock. We've always been good at it. We're great at counter-attacking. And in the Champions League, we've got the benefit of no one coming and sitting back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, I'll fancy us against anyone. Uh, worst comes to worst, we can revert to uh, what tactics of three years ago about scoring teams. Which, when the front three get back into the back into the swing of things, I fancy us against anyone. Yeah, it's a really good point, mate. It's a really good point. Well, we'll finish there, boys. That was a good half an hour. That and uh, we I enjoyed every moment of that. Um, just what I I shout out to everybody in the comments. The comments have been absolutely fantastic tonight, and a lot of our regulars and some new people as well, and more people from overseas as well. We've had people from Malaysia in here tonight. We've had people from Orange County. Uh, over in America we really really appreciate that as well um, give us a like and subscribe on the video if you're watching the video tomorrow because you're getting pissed right now brilliant still leave the comments in there because we'll catch up with them um, my thanks to Mick and obviously a massive thank you to you two uh, at the bottom of this video for p- putting in that performance tonight we really appreciate it so Phillips and Kabak um, I fucking salute you um, yeah the Reds fucking thank you very much for giving us a fucking win thanks very much for giving us some goals and yeah One eye on the draw next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.